Hey guys, I hope all of you are doing well. Summer is really starting to heat up. I don't know if it's global warming or just another regular summer in the hinterlands. But uh, anyways, this particular episode is uh, going to, going to be about status, class theory, SP theory, biolinism, that sort of stuff. Now, why should this be at all relevant to right wing ideology right wing politics isn't class something which only the left is supposed to be obsessed with isn't class warfare status points all of that very marxist sort of stuff aren't we at the right supposed to overcome these boundaries overcome these divisions and it's all just supposed to be about religious ideology cultural ideals civilizational warfare and stuff like that so now the problem with that is that i think without a doubt we are living in perhaps the most class conscious society the most status the most status conscious society on the face of the earth we don't often realize this but indians in general have a most uncanny ability to look at their surroundings and look at people around them and almost immediately make out what particular uh you know grade or what particular area or what what particular point in the status or socio economic hierarchy another person is in especially if uh, we're talking about a group of people or we're talking about an area which with with which they are comfortable with like if they've been born brought up there if it's you know in a in a neighborhood or an area where uh, they've actually spent a lot of time in so indians are pretty good at that so now now you might wonder like if this society is indeed so class conscious and status conscious and all of those things and status and class are indeed so important to the psyche of the average indian then how come the communists failed so miserably here to use that as the chief chief driving point of their ideology how come we never had anything even close to the bolshevik revolution how come we never even had anything close to the kind of electoral success we've seen for uh, hindutva or we've seen you know other national parties for the communists how come they were always this you know uh, kind of weird bunch of uh, extremists and crazies who were never really taken very seriously at the national scale and were always kind of seen as this uh you know bunch of political proxies either being funded by the USSR or China or something but never really a true indigenous movement that had a real shot whether through democratic means or you know revolutionary means at grabbing power now the issue is that yes we've been a very very class conscious very status conscious society but it's not been as simple as uh, other countries as other societies where there are not other verticals where you would also divide people uh, along right so for example we have something which is also quite unique like a very intricate very complex uh, caste system right varna jati gotra thousands of different uh, biradaris jatis subgroups so you also have people looking at that as you know like 
the primary mode of how society is supposed to be divided and and how we're supposed to go about allocating loyalty tribalism resources even our uh, you know most uh, charitable instincts how those resources if you want to use for charity how those are supposed to be deployed right on top of that you have regional linguistic divisions which are also quite strong you have uh, you know some people arguing for a particular language really agitating for that language to be included as uh, you know one of the scheduled languages you have other people arguing for uh, you know hindu hindi domination to be rolled back and you know their regional language to be given preference in that area and what not and all those sorts of things so there've also simultaneously been you know these sort of uh, fights going on and obviously not to mention uh, religious sects subsects uh, you know christian uh, denominations fighting amongst themselves then hindus not so much as fighting but still you know kind of grappling with each other for for influence these neo reformist type of sects some of them just you know copy copy pasting the protestant module here some of them coming up with entire something entirely new something different but essentially uh, you know doing things in a way where they where they saying that we're going back to the roots but they aren't really going back to the roots so much as basically destroying whatever uh, has been established as part of the traditional continuum and then you know basically again trying to fight it out with other reformists and the traditional sanatanis for influence for converts for uh, resources and stuff like that right so again now the thing is even though you might be able to come to a point where you say okay this this society is very class conscious very status conscious but you never get to that neat division of uh, bourgeoisie versus the proletariat here because you also have people dividing themselves along so many uh, you know different verticals and so many other different axes so you don't have this neat division right so you can never really expect that all across the country people would just primarily use the proletariat versus bourgeoisie categorization as the primary means in which they divide the in group versus the out group at least that that's how things used to be until now now what has happened is that we are quickly moving towards a point in time where inequality wealth inequality income inequality status inequality all these things are rapidly rising they're uh, rising in such a way that they've not i think done ever before in our society at least i mean maybe with some exceptions of some small periods during uh, the mogul period when things were really extractive but apart from that we've not really seen that in the modern age so you have us moving into this period where you know you have 10 20 people who are pretty well connected with the establishment with the political parties both both the right wing and the left wing and you have this sort of vicious circle where people get to cartelize monopolize certain industries and then you know whatever surplus revenues profits they're able to generate are again then pumped back into the political system like and then you again have the same bunch of people winning and then the cycle kind of continues right you have you know you scratch my back and i scratch your back sort of system uh developing in a in a very uh, well organized and efficient manner so to speak and now essentially the way that 
class dynamics are now developing people i think across many parts of the country are beginning to realize okay i actually do have more common more in common with uh you know someone who went to let's say a similar kind of college had a similar kind of education and came from a sim- similar uh, level of uh, family income then i have uh, with someone from let's say the same caste grouping or the same uh, you know uh, region uh, who might have uh, you know been much poorer or much less educated and stuff like that so that that is something you know you'll notice uh, when i use this term the post caste elite right they've already realized this and increasingly other uh, you know people across the entire socio economic spectrum are also beginning to undergo this realization right that uh, caste boundaries as they melt away they create room for new kinds of divisions for new ca- new ways of uh, you know thinking about the in group versus the out group right and as people keep on moving around they lose uh, touch with the fact that they have a they're supposed to have a sense of belonging to any particular area or any particular community right then their pr- primary identity becomes you know which college did you go to what did you study where like what uh, what what languages do you speak what is your primary means of communication what are your, what are what are the political uh, principles which you follow the ideological principles and such so that's something which is also gathering pace we've come to a point i think where essentially at least as 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 far as the language end of things is concerned you know i think i think it's essentially the the debate is over there's there's not really much point uh, to a lot of uh, regional resistance and unrest and fighting about about this i think hindi hindustani whatever you want to call it is going to essentially be the predominant language of the, of the street the lingua franca of the masses and uh, that is again that is again something which demolishes another vertical of division right which we had earlier the strong regional linguistic divide which we had between let's say uh, you know hindi heartland and uh, you know states at the peripheries gujarat bengal maharashtra or you know uh, completely different cultures beyond the vindhyas karnataka the telugu states tamil nadu kerala etc etc you know <clears throat> i've said this to people so many times like up and bihar together they're probably producing uh one karnataka every 20 25 years between the two of them maybe maybe even more maybe that's uh, that's a slight underestimate right so this 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 is game over there's no point talking about this uh eventually every major city every major town in this country is going to be a primarily hindi hindustani speaking town and uh, that is going to be the, the lingua franca the primary means of uh, communication at least for like i think uh you know classes which are not uh, near the top with the with the elites and maybe the upper classes and even to some extent the upper middle classes who are who obviously always gravitated much more towards english but again the language of the street uh, cannot be that at least not for a very long period of time because of various other reasons right so in this sort of scenario class comes to play an increasingly dominant role in the minds of people it makes them you know think that okay this is how i'm going to primarily identify myself as 
right and that is something the left i don't know if they've realized that now whatever version of the left or center left or liberals or whatever we have right now i don't know to what extent they've realized that now but again the prob the main problem is that the right doesn't realize that the right doesn't understand that the right the, the right has never really attempted to properly understand class they've just seen class as some you know weird sort of uh, western marxist or, or maybe uh, you know something which only these uh, crazy ivy league uh, social sciences professors talk about right, which has no relevance to to us well but, but, but again that's that's something that's changing very fast and before you know it there's going to be a time when people will be able to tap into class frustrations and frustrations over loss of status or frustrations over over not being able to improve state social status as the primary means of let's say capturing an and an electorate in a particular place or even use millions of people as uh, foot soldiers for you know ground agitations and for creating enmity with the powers that be and essentially as a tool for capturing and influencing the corridors of power so i think it's very important for us to develop our own theories of class it's very important for us uh if we are going to analyze reanalyze hindutva and the ideologies which are primarily pushed as uh, you know the accepted uh versions of uh, you know this is how you are supposed to go about uh propagating hindu political uh thinking when we are reanalyzing all those things it's it's very important that this new analysis and the development of new principles really takes a hard look at the class problem and uh, really tries to incorporate that in any new sort of ideological framework so that we don't again you know end up in a position where we've ceded that entire ideological space to to other groups and that's something that's going to take a lot of time because uh, ideologically again hindutva has generally been a pretty shallow movement and even if you talk about dissident movement and their criticisms uh, they've generally not uh, you know really gone in deep and they've not really been able to propose anything coming close to like a real alternate ideological framework so while we're doing that and we sincerely trying to propose alternatives i think class is definitely going to be a part of it and class is going to be one of the main advantages the understanding of class and changing class dynamics which is going to give uh, you know a boost to let's say this alt hindutva or this new kind of hindu uh, political thinking over the old ways of uh, you know hindu political thinking like Uh, savarkarism and those sorts of things and especially with me i'd uh, definitely keep this in mind that uh, class is something that has to be uh, kept in mind and you know status and social status theory is is not something which we can afford to neglect and that is the direction i'm moving in if you have uh, any questions suggestions please drop them on twitter telegram or like i said emails the best way to go again i'm glad that uh, you guys keep tuning in so please uh, 
do share with your friends family other uh, people who you think might be interested in stuff like that and uh, support the channel support the substack uh, support me on youtube twitter any place any how you can i'm really grateful so until next time goodbye